I'm Sharon Betters, and you are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. And we have just started our Christmas series called Journey to Christmas with the Midwives of the Messiah. And today's devotional is called Unwrapping the Gift, and today's treasure is from John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Our kids call Chuck's mother Situ, Lebanese for grandmother. Situ is now with Jesus, but laughter often fills the room when family gathers and we share Situ memories. Every Christmas, someone reminds us Situ refused to tear the paper wrapping her gifts. She came from that generation that kept pantries filled with canned goods just in case. No amount of cajoling could get her to spend an extra dollar in order to save time, and tearing up wrapping paper that could easily be reused felt wasteful to her. I think she took her time unwrapping her gifts for another reason. She savored the anticipation, mystery, and fun of opening a package chosen by a loved one just for her. Her life had never been easy, and such moments stirred up joy and contentment, especially when surrounded by her family. As we pull back the curtains to get a glimpse into the lives of the five midwives of the Messiah, let's be like Situ and take our time to savor the moment of discovering the gifts a wounded widow, a professional prostitute, an indomitable immigrant, a bathing beauty, and a terrified teenager offer to us. The wrapping on the gifts they offer is not fancy, and in fact, some think it's quite dull. Yet if we are patient, we will discover priceless treasures tucked away in their hearts. We find these five women all in one place in Matthew 1, the genealogy of Jesus. For a long time, I considered this chapter so boring. Now I realize each person's story is a key step toward the fulfillment of God's promise to send the Messiah. The fulfillment of God's promise of the Messiah did not take place by accident. God planned out every detail to ensure the birth of Jesus, his one and only son. There were specific requirements for the lineage of the Messiah, and this genealogy is an outline of a remarkable, seemingly impossible fulfillment of each of those requirements. Matthew 1 is a summary of that incredible journey from Genesis 1 to the first Christmas. Each person contributes something specific to the birth of Jesus. Priceless treasures of faith fill this chapter. Each person's story encourages, equips, and energizes us to choose to believe God is sovereign and we can trust Him even in the darkness. As you unwrap this gift, you learn Jesus had close relationships with other human beings. He didn't just suddenly appear in the sky, but instead came to earth through the line of a known family. He took His place in this family. A family tree like this reflects intimate relationships. It is a picture of the covenant family. Jesus' family knew God would send a Messiah, but most likely didn't know he was keeping this promise through each detail of their messy lives, just as you and I do not know how God's eternal plan is flowing through us and our lives. Their stories encourage me to trust that every detail of my life, including the death of our son Mark, has eternal significance as well. We may never know on this side of heaven how our walk of faith is impacting the next generation. Perhaps what you see as mundane or just normal and sometimes boring family life 
is actually the place where God is raising up one who will impact the world with his or her passion for Jesus. So today, let's start with a gift of salvation provided by our faithful, loving God through his precious and perfect son, Jesus. Is your faith generic or personal? Do you understand the difference between a superficial relationship to an impersonal God and a relationship of intimacy with our loving God through his son, Jesus? God promises when we acknowledge our need for a savior, repent of our sins, and ask Jesus for forgiveness, he will forgive us. And he promises from that point on, his son lives in us and nothing, nothing at all can pull us out of his grip. Is this the gift God wants to give to you this Christmas? If you know Jesus personally, do you long to trust God with all the details of your life? To know he is not surprised by any of the messiness or broken places? Ask the Lord to use the lives of the midwives of the Messiah to seal this truth into your heart. God is sovereign and I can trust him. And O Lord, you designed your word to come alive in the hearts of your children. Today we ask you to shine a spotlight on one detail that helps us trust you are sovereign and we can trust you. And you know, friends, as I was thinking through these words, I realized that many people really are struggling to know what's life all about. Do I really know Jesus? Do I really have a relationship with him? Or if you're confident of your relationship with him, are you struggling with his sovereignty? Are you looking at the broken places in your life and feel as though there's no hope, there's no purpose, there's no healing? I want you to know that you can trust that God is sovereign. You can believe that in his sovereignty, his love overwhelms his children. Hey friends, I'm Sharon Betters and you know that on Wednesdays I like to introduce you to a new Help and Hope podcast and I want you to imagine that you hear these words, make no mistake, without treatment, this is fatal. Well, Katie Hudson heard this message from her oncologist who made it clear that without aggressive treatment, Katie would die. And within 72 hours, she was experiencing chemotherapy. She didn't hear any optimism in her doctor doctor's voice. It wasn't as though the doctor said, you know, if we go through this, you're going to be fine. She didn't hear those words. Her diagnosis was inflammatory breast disease, and it was relentless in attempting to take over her body. In this conversation, Katie and I talk about breast cancer, and some of you know that I myself am a breast cancer survivor. In fact, we like to call breast cancer fighters warrior women because we know that we're in a war against a relentless disease. And so, and so Katie and I talk about this disease and about our own experiences, but mainly we talk about Katie's journey and how writing poetry helped her express her deepest fears and actually how seeing her feelings and emotions take shape on paper gave them less control. And I can really resonate with that. And Katie realized later, as she pulled all of her journal entries together, her poetry, that as she shared them with others, that people beyond breast cancer were inspired and encouraged and moved by her words because 
They run the gamut of the emotions we experience when we're facing such a horrific turn of events. You don't have to be a breast cancer warrior woman to be encouraged and challenged by Katie's perspective and her beautiful expression of her journey through poetry. She captures her breast cancer perspective in the title of her book, Now I Lay Myself Down to Fight. Every woman facing breast cancer is going to resonate with Katie's battle cry. So go to helpandhopenow.org, that's helpandhopenow.org, click the Help and Hope link, and look for my conversation with Katie Hudson. I'm Sharon Betters. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you are experiencing breast cancer right now, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to pray for you. Just go to helpandhopenow.org where you can leave a comment. I look forward to being with you tomorrow as we continue our journey to Christmas with the midwives of the Messiah.